1970, the deadliest storm in modern history ripped Pakistan in two and began a chain reaction of turmoil, genocide, and war. The Vortex, by Scott Carney and Jason Meiklin, is a dramatic story of revolution and resilience in the face of a climate emergency. Available now in hardcover, ebook, and audiobook. Good morning, uh, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening to it. My name is Willie Lawson. This is Fight Back 2020. I just wanted to, you know, normally I don't do this, and I've been thinking about it for a while, uh, like a weekend wrap-up kind of thing of some of the things we talked about over the course of the week and what we have to look forward to. And just some things, just some random things that are on my mind. And I think it's going to be probably more of the latter than anything else, than rehashing what we what we talked about earlier. But just some, you know, just some things that are that are on my mind. I don't want anybody to think that I, I'm ignoring stuff or we don't see stuff. But, you know, the hard part about doing this, especially doing it every day, is that you see everything and you, and you hear everything. And you have to decide what you're going to comment on, what you're going to think about, what you're going to ignore, what you're going to put to the side. It, 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 can, it can become overwhelming. And, you know, and, and everybody who, who works with us, our staff and our partners are, are doing the very same thing. And that's why I really like the idea of we're not all. Um, walking around in lock, lock think. Paul and I don't run around in lock think. Neither do Tim. Tim does Tim Bryce or I. Um, Kevin and Janelle have their thing that they're doing um, great at, and of course Alfonso Rachel is doing his thing that he's been doing. So we don't all, all you know, dogpile the same stuff. Um, but there are some things that that we are going to talk about, and one of the things we're going to talk about today is the. And because if you've seen a picture of me, you know that I'm someone who enjoys a good meal. I like to eat. Food is good. And um, Goya is great. And Goya products are great. And especially if you've lived here in uh, West Central Florida, you can get Goya, you know, uh, food flipping everywhere. Um, Beans, beans. you know, black beans that you may not be able to, you know, if you don't want to soak the black beans that you can get for four days or whatever, um, the canned black beans are very good, and a lot of the sauces are, are are excellent. Now, what you heard about Goya, and this is probably the very first, this, this, is, a, this is a funny part about all this. This is probably the very first time you've heard about Goya. Um, it shouldn't be. Because Goya is one of those countries, one excuse me, one of those companies that donated a crap ton of food to Puerto Rico when Puerto Rico got hit by the hurricane. It was Goya that sent a crap load of food to hurricane victims in Puerto Rico. That should have been the first time you heard about them if you don't see their products in your grocery store. Now, you heard about them recently because the president of Goya uh, decided that he would openly support the president of the United States. And according to this cancel culture that we have now, that meant a boycott of Goya and Goya products. And the only people that see this, this is the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of cancel culture. The only people that really hurts are the employees of Goya and the farmers that deliver product to Goya. That's the only people that hurts. The the richest people at the top, the most wealthy people at the top, uh, will have diversified and will go on to something else if Goya takes a crap, you know, goes in the crap can. Um, it is the employees. It is the people who are, you know, on the on the front, who are on the um, you know machine line. The people who are who are boxing product and testing product. It is the workers that are most hurt by these boycotts. And I think that we have to 
really, really take note. When we start talking about we're going to boycott this, we're going to boycott that, we're not going to do this, you know, we have to sort of take take a step back and and think about this. So when we start talking about boycotts, who are we hurting? When we decide that we're going to, in a year or two years, make this switch, that we're now going to boycott Chick-fil-A because of some ridiculous statements by the president of Chick-fil-A. Who are we hurting? Um, most, most Chick-fil-A stores are franchises, franchises that, that don't necessarily agree with the, uh, the, the president of the company. They're their own businesses. Now, this is on both sides of the aisle, folks. This is on both sides of the thing. That when we start talking about these, we're going to cancel Chick-fil-A. We're going, I mean, they, the left tried this, and now there's some voices out there because of this whole idea that, we're, that what white people are supposed to shine my shoes. I don't think I have any shoes that are shinable anymore anyway, which bothers my wife incredibly that I don't have any shiny shoes. But... That's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, it, 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 th- that idea that the president of Chick-fil-A will come out and say that, that we're now going to boycott Chick-fil-A. Who does this hurt? This hurts the local Chick-fil-A franchise store that does what? That donates to the local baseball team, that donates to the local um, marching band, that donates to the local Boys and Girls Club, uh, to local Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, um, that does local stuff. This hurts them. And thus, you hurt your own community, which is interesting, and it happens on both sides of the aisle. So anytime, anytime that, that someone says, we're going to go get them, more than likely you're getting yourself if you're going to go get the big big box stores if we're going to boycott walmart if we're going to boycott target if we're going to boycott blah blah blah, the only people we end up hurting are ourselves it is sometimes an untenable situation to be in i understand because you want to stand up for so you know against some of these policies that these companies have that you don't agree with i got it but calling for boycotts only hurts the employee, the per- the people at the bottom of the totem pole. If you manage to get your local Target closed, the company takes a hit. But the people who take the biggest hit are the people who stock the shelves, are the people who run the red, are the people who run the registers, the people who clean the floors. That's the people. Those are the people who take the biggest hit. And I think that we always, I think that we have to always be conscious of that. We always have to be conscious of that. And so if there are are policies that some of the heads of these corporations have and that you don't agree with, then I think, frankly, we have to be a little bit more selective. So if you personally decide that you're not going to shop at Target now, when Target came out with this, this whole deal, and they're not franchises, I understand it, they're, they're all corporate stores, that um, they were going to um, support the whole transgendered bathroom insanity. I personally, me personally, made a decision that I was not going to shop at Target anymore. I made that decision for myself. And I and I can honestly tell you, and I'm going to honestly tell you, that I think it's probably been less than a handful of times that I have even walked in to a Target store since then, let alone bought anything. I'm sure that there's been one or two times since then that, that I had to get something, and I needed, and I needed, it, and Target had it, and I got it. But I can tell you it's been less than a a handful of times um, in the past three years or four years, maybe five years, that I've walked into a Target store, even walked in, because I made that decision for myself. Now, what I didn't do was jump on my, my, my soapbox and get on this platform and tell you not to do it. See, that's the difference between 
conservatives and other people. I'll do it for myself. What you do is what you do. If you ask me, then I'll tell you. But unless you ask me specifically, then I'm going to say do whatever you want. If you if you still if you still love Target and you want to shop and you want to shop there and you want to buy all your stuff there because you have a YouTube channel and what I don't, whatever, there's nothing I nothing I'm going to do to try to stop you. I'm just not going to. Easter is here and the Easter baskets are out. They are. And they're filled to the brim with goodies from Marshall's Jen Got at a fantastic price. Oh, the Easter Bunny's outdone herself this year. There's gourmet chocolate. Plush toys. Bunny ears. Books. Hold up. Bubbles? We have bubbles. We do. And I must say the kids are loving these baskets. How you feeling, Bobby? <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, Bobby. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices. Every, Every day, day at, at Marshall's. Marshall's. I'm not going to. I've seen in the past 10 years, I think I've seen maybe three movies in a theater. Now, a lot of people don't watch movies in theaters. I saw a Star Wars movie with my son, and I think I saw two other movies with my wife in a theater. I saw... uh, Toy Story 4 in the theater. And I felt, I think I've seen one more movie yet, but I don't know what, I couldn't begin to tell you what it was. But I know that in the past two, in the past three years, I've only seen two. So I don't go to the movies. And I don't go to the movies because some of the stands that these people make, uh, who make millions of dollars in these movies, they hate everything I stand for. So it doesn't make any sense for me to put money in their pockets. Now, a lot of you conservatives are Star Trek and Star Wars fans and Marvel movie fans, and you and and every time a Marvel movie comes out, Marvel's owned by Disney now, that runs Gay Day, and all these other things. I mean, they run ESPN all these other entities that you say you hate, but you can't wait to go online, reserve your tickets, pay your money to these people who hate everything you stand for. But that's your choice, isn't it? It is truly your choice. And that's, you know what, and that's fine. There's nothing I can do to stop, there's nothing I can do to stop you. There's nothing I would do to stop you, frankly. I just wouldn't. I'm not going to do it. Willie is not going to do it. So we have to be careful about that kind of stuff. So anyway, Goya is, I mean, it is, you know, in the crosshairs of the left right now because the president supports Donald Trump. Now, of course, but that's on the other side. On the, on, on, you know, people on the right is that they're going to support Goya in ways that they never supported Goya before. They didn't even know what Goya was, so they're going to support Goya and buy a lot of products and encourage you to buy a lot of products and that kind of thing. Now, I will support a boycott. There's a difference between a boycott and a boycott. I will support a boycott. Please consider Goya products. When you when you're at the store over the weekend here, uh, tomorrow, um, when you're when you're shopping this this coming weekend, please drop by the Goya products that are in your store, and consider purchasing them. For sure. See what they have. It may be the very first time in your life that you that you even looked at Goya products because you thought, oh, that's just Spanish food products. And for the most part, it is. But you may be able to, I don't know, spice up your spice up your uh, your Caucasian um, cuisine with a little Spanish seasoning. <laughs> Caucasian cuisine, good God. I'm so politically incorrect that it's not even funny. Anyway, um, 
there you go. That that that's my thought on on boycotts and Goya. Uh, now we're gonna move on to COVID, COVID nineteen, COVID, COVID nineteen. Um, in my town, in my county where I live, the latest number is that we had almost a thousand new cases uh, yesterday. Um, 996 new cases for a total number of cases since we've been counting of 17,622 cases in a county of 1.4 million people. Um, that's it's still just not that many percentage wise, it just isn't that many. Cases versus population right now. We have finally, over this past week, broke the 1%. Broke 1%. Right now, we are at cases versus populations right now. Right now, is 1.19% of people in, in my county have contracted coronavirus. 1%. And of that 1%, 98.9, let me get that number right, 98.94% of those people, 98.94%, almost 99% of those people are miraculously, mysteriously, magically still alive. Where I live, coronavirus has a death rate of one05 Three percent. So, is this the line for Dragon's Maze? Wow, the line is really long. Mommy, we'll meet up later. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. So, you guys are only going to do this one ride all day? It won't be that long, probably. Mom, can you get us food? But wait, are they cutting? Caleb, food is so far away. Should I say something? Daddy, pick me up. Mom. Hey. There's a line here. That's like 20 people. One person holds the line for 20 people? This is bull. Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. So why all the hubbub, bub? There isn't any way, I think, that we can think of this in any other way than political and agenda-driven. We just, I don't think you can think of it any other way. The numbers just don't justify anything else. Excuse me for my chair. The numbers simply don't justify anything else. And I hate to have to say this because, but sometimes, you know, sitting in this chair, you, you, just, you just have to say the things that are true. It is my thought, it is my belief that all of this COVID stuff and, and the hysteria over COVID has to do with one thing and one thing only trying to damage. Donald Trump's re-election by any means necessary. By having to have Donald Trump answer the question, what do you say to the families of the 100, at that point, maybe 50,000 Americans that lost their life to COVID-19? Will you apologize for your bumbled the bumbled response of your administration for the I mean don't you feel like you have their blood on your hands it'll be all that hyperbole and Donald Trump will say the only people I blame China China the question will be asked uh, do you believe that that your administration severing ties with the World Health Organization puts Americans in danger. Which to you and I seems like a pretty stupid question, seeing that um, following their direction and instructions 
has put us in the mess that we're in. Hmm. Interesting. But this is all, I mean, what you're seeing, because you're what, because I know you're wondering, what, what, what is this all about? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing all this for a virus that in Hillsborough County, Florida has a death rate of 1.5, excuse me, 1.05%, that 98.9% of the people who are diagnosed are alive. Why are we doing all this? Why did they uh, move the goalpost on us? Why did they say in the beginning that we were going to quarantine for 14 days um, so as not to overwhelm the hospitals, to flatten the curve? And most people thought, "Eh, you know what, I'll pitch in for 14 days, stay home for a couple weeks, work from home if I have to. I won't have to dig into the savings too bad for a couple of weeks. Most people can make it for a couple of weeks. A lot of people get paid once a month anyway. So everybody thought, yeah, we can hang in there for a couple of weeks. And then it was another week. And then it was another week. And for a lot of you, it's still going on. And then there was a virtual signaling about people who wanted to go back to work, people who wanted to open up their counties, people who wanted to open up their cities, their state, indeed the nation, and that virtual signaling that said, oh, if you want to open up the economy, then you are just selfish. No, no, my business is about to go under because although I'm not paying any, any employees right now, again, it goes back to what? Who, who are we hurting? Even if the government comes in and offers me this grant by which to pay my employees for not working, I still have a, biz, a, 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 a building a lot of times that I have to run that I have to keep the AC on in there, depending on what the, my products are, uh, that I have to pay rent on still, that I'm re- still responsible for property taxes, and I don't have any income. Seems simple to us, doesn't it? And you, and you, and you wonder why, why with a death rate of 1.05%, can the average American decide how they're going to live their life? This is not something with a 25% death rate that one out of four people get to die. This is this is not HIV. Where where basically HIV for years led to AIDS. And full-blown AIDS led, led led to death. That is not what this is. Although you're hearing every day that 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 COVID-19 is presenting itself in a myriad of ways. Why? To combat what our natural sense is. I'm just, I'm just going to say it here today, folks. I'm just going to say it. COVID-19 uh, supposedly is representing and presenting itself as flu-like symptoms, body aches, dry mouth, lack of taste, Almost every single aspect of physical discomfort that a person can have, COVID-19 is supposedly presenting itself as. So what is being done is that COVID-19 is this overarching plague that the number of cases are now more important. Remember the goalposts? Remember that we were supposed to not overwhelm the hospitals? So when hospitalizations went down or leveled out, we were going to have a handle on it, right? Well, that's what happened. People, people put themselves away for 14 days. And exactly what the experts said they wanted to happen happened. And now it isn't that. Now it's the spike in number of cases. Well, when you when everybody went back to what they were doing, almost everyone was going was in agreement that the number of cases was going to increase. That staying in the house was not going to keep the number of cases down. 
this idea that we're just about all we were doing is is delaying the inevitable. That's it. We were just delaying the inevitable. If indeed COVID nineteen coronavirus, Chinese flu, Hong Kong flu, the Ch- the Ch- communist excuse me Chinese Communist Party f- virus, as Epic Times called it, if it was out in the ecosystem, it was going to spread. If it if it spreads as easily as as the experts say it does, it was going to spread. There was there was zero, almost zero that could be done by it. I mean, done about it. It was going to spread. There was no way it was it was not going to spread. And now wearing masks is not going to kill the virus. It again is just delaying the inevitable. And has become a political point because in the beginning, Donald Trump was wasn't coming to the press conferences all masked up because he knew that it caused fear and anxiety in people. So he wasn't going to do it. And the press and the media made it political. If you wonder why masks became political, it's because the media made it political. That's it. All of this is about trying to damage Trump. Every bit of it. I wish it weren't. I wish it were actually about what they say it's about. Being careful, making sure that we protect our most vulnerable population. But it isn't that either, because if you were interested in protecting your most vulnerable population, you would you, you would do all you can to su- suggest that that population still sequester themselves. And you can the thing is, you can only make that a recommendation because if grandpa wanted to go outside and go to a theme park or go to the grocery store or go to a strip club grandpa could still do should be able to do that because he's a he's a free american and can travel around his town his county his state his nation as he wishes and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between what you might see in other countries' statistics and ours. Th- what's not on the graphs is freedom of choice. We get to choose. Now, that bothers the hell out of the left. That I get to do whatever, I get to do pretty much whatever I want to do. And just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean that I don't get to do it. And that's what we're seeing with this COVID-19 thing. Somebody asked me today, how much longer will we be, you know what, in this thing and and in masking? And my guess is probably another six months. Because by then we will have had enough of it and each other. And, of course, the election will be over by then. Donald Trump probably will still be president. The left will still be acting out in in, in a ridiculously bad 12-year-old girl way. Probably still. But the... um, the country will be opening up, especially places like Texas and and Florida and Arizona will be opening up. Cases will continue. Death rate will continue. I mean, cases will continue to grow. Death rate will continue to drop. We will reach herd immunity without a vaccine. The press will suppress that information as much as they can. But this is what will start happening. People will start getting COVID-19. And either they'll be asymptomatic or they'll or they'll show mild symptoms. And that's all they'll be. That's what's going to happen. Yes. If you wonder about my crystal ball, yeah, it's back from the shop. Because that's, and it isn't that. It's, this is the direction that we're going. This is the direction that this is leading to.
and they will be on and after Donald Trump and trying to get him impeached in the second term um, about whatever. Um, the next thing will will probably be something about um, the Taliban, the, the Russians offering the Taliban bounties um, to kill American soldiers. Oh, about that. What time is it? Okay, about that. Isn't it interesting that the left cares about the Taliban um, talking to the Russians about um, putting out hits on American soldiers in Afghanistan? This 19-year-old war. That it is well beyond time to be out of there. Hell, even the Russians didn't want to be in Afghanistan that long because they knew Afghanistan was a lost cause. Afghanistan is a crap hole country. It's a lost cause. And you remember how they reacted and acted when Donald Trump said, you know, we need to get out of there. These extended wars are ridiculous. They 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 steal our treasure and they and we lose precious American blood for no reason. You remember how they flipped out and they said that, you know what, he's not listening to his generals, he's not, you know, on and on and on and on. I remember, I'm old enough to remember that uh, Barack Obama, part of his campaign was to end the war in Iraq and bring our soldiers home. But what he actually did was not really end the war in Iraq at all and at the same time opened up another front in Afghanistan. Donald Trump was supposed to bring us World War III. That never materialized because it wasn't going to materialize. But that's where the hyperbole was. That we were supposed to get into this trade war with China, which is not materialized. We were supposed to get into World War III with North Korea. That That never materialized because, quite frankly, North Korea don't want none of this. Iran don't want none of this. Hell, the Soviet Union, they don't want none of this. They don't. They don't want this. They don't want this butt weapon. They know the United States likes to do two things. Chew gum and whip ass. And we're all out of gum. So they don't want none of this. That's how. You remember? But when Trump talks about getting out of Afghanistan, it's a terrible thing. And now there'll now there'll be there'll be investigations in the House about what Donald Trump knew about those bounties, and when did he know it? Even when the intelligence community that the left loves so much says we didn't in we didn't brief the president on this because these reports were unconfirmed. You remember? It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot to unpack. It's craziness. Absolute, total insanity. All right, we'll take a little break. We'll be back with more of Fight Back 2020 right after these messages. You know, if you um, are someone who we talked about boycotts a little bit ago, but if you're looking, if you're looking to boycott someone right now, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay, if you're looking to boycott somebody, if you're looking to support someone who has supported this community for a very long time, I got to tell you, uh, I would start here at Blooming Days Flower Shop. Blooming Days Flower Shop is at one one six. 18 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, 33612. Uh, the number is 813-933-1942. And also, uh, Bloomingdale's Flower Shop West at 6835 State Road 54, Newport Ritchie. Uh, the number is 727-232-6900. And you can get to the website at www.bloomingdays.com. If you're looking to boycott somebody, uh, if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for the example of someone, a business owner that has decided to take matters uh, of her livelihood and her life's work into her own hands, and do the work that it takes to be successful, 
Uh, it is Christine Vasconcello. Christine is my florist and will always be my florist um, because I'm not going to support 1-800-Flowers or Flowers.com or any of those people who sort of gather orders and then ship them out at a premium to the local florist. The idea is that I'm going to support my local florist and she and she is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop. That's Blooming Days Flower Shop at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, 33612. The number is 813-933-1942. The, um, the toll-free number is 800 800- Three three zero, thirty two ninety seven. So uh, again, she's a great supporter of this program and a whole bunch of other things in the community that are worth supporting. So send your flower business to first your local florist, and if you're in the Tampa Bay area, your local florist is Blooming Days Flower Shop. You know, one of the things that I also talk about is that I, like I mentioned before, I am very much into buying local and buying in our own neighborhoods. As we talk about Black Lives Matter and as we talk about building the black community, if the black community isn't built from an economic standpoint first, then everything that you see being done is for no reason. I'm just going to say it, no reason at all. That's why... My new shoe store is ShoeMountainTampa.com. ShoeMountainTampa.com is the website. It is Shoe Mountain. It is um, on, it is at 2329 East Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa, Florida, uh, 33610. And you can, again, find them online at ShoeMountainTampa.com. You know, I needed some shoes to go back to work in. Um, when I started working back at the theme park. And I thought about them, frankly, because my friend Candy Lowe had been in their shop the previous weekend helping them put it back together. Why did it it need putting back together? Because um, in these so-called protests or riots for black equality, their shop was looted. It was looted. Fortunately, it wasn't burned to the ground. Fortunately, they still had a building to go back into, and the very next day came in and cleaned up and started ordering again and getting supplies in and putting their their business back together. And it just, it just occurred to me is that those are the kind of people that Fight Back Media supports. That's what Fightback Media has always been about. And these two young men are, do, are doing a fantastic job in, the, in this shop. They offer a tremendous service, and they do it in an extremely professional way. I was super impressed walking into their shop. And they offer a 10% member discount. So when you shop there, you become a member of Shoe Mountain and you receive a 10% discount. You just have got to appreciate that. They'll work inside your budget and give you a 10% discount while offering you quality, not only just quality um, shoes from all the major manufacturers, but more importantly, quality service. At Shoe Mountain, and that ShoeMountainTampa.com. It's Shoe Mountain there at 2329 East Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa 33610. Make sure you shop them. That's where I got mine from, and that's where you should get your next pair of shoes from. All right, we're back. Um, one of the things that has been gnawing at me the past couple of days, as we you know go get through this whole Black Lives Matter um, thing, that don't get sucked into a false insecurity. 
Um, these people aren't backing off. They're just regrouping. They're, they tested the waters to see how much they could get away with in these cities. And what they found was that they got away with a lot more than they thought they could get away with. They have people like Mayor de Blasio in New York and Mayor Castor in Tampa defacing city streets with their logo. Imagine how cool it would be for Coca-Cola if Coca-Cola could get on Fifth Avenue and and get Mayor de Blasio to help them uh, paint drink Coke only on, on Fifth Avenue. Well, as far as branding goes, uh, Black Lives Matter has won the golden ticket. They have gotten their brand placed on the street for free, for free. And the mayor of New York um, is out there painting that logo. It happened in, you know, what happened in Seattle. It happened in New York. It's happened in Chicago. It's, it's happening here in Tampa, where I live. But it's interesting what you saw in, in Tampa. Uh, mayor, uh, mayor Castor is a lesbian. Now, you're going to say, Wait, are you holding that against her? No. But it figures in. It, it, it There isn't any way that you can possibly depoliticize de uh, the LGBTQ movement in America. It cannot be seen as anything right now but political. So during Pride Month, there were rainbow flags or, or rainbows uh, painted on city streets along with Black Lives Matter. As if it's just one, this big one, ha one big happy family. One big happy family of leftists. Because quite frankly, if you thought that, that this was anything other than something about LGBTQ, and if you thought that this is really just about black lives and and how the police are are killing unarmed black men, nine last year. Nine. Nine too many. But just nine. So when you I mean you think that that's what it was all about, you're wrong. You're wrong. How can I tell you you're wrong? Because the minute that you pick, th that you decide to talk about the message of Black Lives Matter and you pull that cover up over Planned Parenthood or you pull that cover up over black on black crime in places like Chicago or even New York now, even when you show blatant examples um, and, and the press and the left says, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. When um, Don Lemon tells Terry Crews, oh, no, this organization is about, you know, Black Lives, I mean, he starts Black Lives Matter explaining to Terry Crews as if he is um, not just an advocate, but if he, he's sort of an executive, he knows enough about Black Lives Matter being the homosexual, biracial man married, and I put that in big, huge, friggin' air quotes, to a white man. Hmm. Seems to know a lot, right? So he's, a, he's, he's Black Lives Matter explaining to Terry Crews. And if Terry Crews is, and that means if me or you, are concerned with the number of black black uh, the, the amount of black on black crime. Now, I'm not just talking about murder when I'm talking about black on black crime. I'm talking about black on black assault, black on black rape, black on black burglar burglary, robbery, breaking breaking and entering. I'm talking about the entire um the entire list of stuff, right? Whole gambit. Hey, kiddo, how was the hell? Did you learn anything? Yeah, that ripping pow induces spontaneous joy. 
The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learned a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow while well, the whole crew's all, you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. And if you go to jackass.com, you can see that every a person is shot every two hours and 25 minutes in Chicago. And through July 10th, a person is murdered every 12 hours. Every 12 hours. And the majority of these crimes happen in black neighborhoods. And Don Lemon says, this is not the place. Black Lives Matter is not talking about that. Then what the hell are you talking about? You're talking about something that happens, not that happened nine times last year. And for that, you want to dismantle police departments around the country? That doesn't make any damn sense. Well, we're talking about a person is murdered every 12 hours. Every 12 hours. Somebody is shot every two, two and a half hours. And you want to talk about something that happened nine times last year? That you want to disrupt the entire country? That you want to burn stuff down about something that happened that happens nine times? Happened nine times last year? Now, I want to, you always have to, you always have to say this because people, people get on and they just get flipping stupid. Yes, what happened to George Floyd was reprehensible. What happened to Ahmaud Aubrey, not at the hands of the police, was something that those people should go to jail for for the rest of their natural life. There you go. So when Tim Scott brings up the, um, the Justice Act that will actually help actually move the cause of Black Lives Matter ostensibly forward, the Democrats don't even want to, in the Senate don't even want to talk about it. They don't even want to talk about it. They won't even allow the bill to come up for debate, open debate, even when given 20 amendments that they can pack this bill with. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? It makes you wonder. It is absolutely insane. And it continues. In Chicago so far, in Chicago so far this year, there have been four police involved shootings. Four. Now, we're talking about so far July to date in Chicago. This is just one this is just one city. July to date. 36 people shot and killed. Now, that is shocking. But here's something that's more shocking. This week from the 5th of July to the 11th of July, which is up until yesterday, 22 people had been shot and killed. Most of the shootings came in over the weekend, over the July 4th weekend, for a total of 349 year to date. And over... What is that? 1,500 people shot and wounded. 1,575. Total homicides, 383. Many of these in black neighborhoods. 
and I'm not supposed to be able to talk about this, and I'm not supposed to bring this up to you. When you say Black Lives Matter, I can't bring this up to you. I just have to talk about what you want to talk about. Are you serious? I'm just going to talk. I'm just supposed to talk about what you want to talk about. Now, I'm not even talking yet, and I will, about the number of black babies aborted by uh, companies like Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Um, by the way, started by Ma- Margaret Sanger, a, a, an avowed racist who wanted to wipe out the Negro population, especially in the United States. I'm not quite sure why um, the left has not canceled Margaret Sanger. And if you're involved in the Black Lives Matter movement, you should be asking that very same question. Why aren't we canceling Margaret Sanger? After all, Hillary Clinton won the, Ma- the, the Margaret Sanger Award last year. So why aren't we canceling Margaret Sanger? Why aren't we canceling Planned Parenthood? We're talking about nine police, I mean, shootings of unarmed black people, nine. As opposed to the millions of African-American children, of black children murdered in utero on a yearly basis, thousands on a weekly basis, hundreds every day. Why don't those lives matter? Because if those lives matter, y'all got to change y'all name. I'm just going to say it. Cause ain't nobody else gonna say this but me, so I'll go. I'll I'll flip and go ahead and say it. If not all Black Lives Matter, you, BLM, you guys who, who who are involved in this, who run this, y'all gotta change your name because that is deceptive advertising. You gotta have some some truth in advertising. If not all Black Lives Matter, if if Black children who are aborted in these abortion mills, if their lives don't count, if um people who are killed by other black people who are black they don't if they don't if those lives don't count then y'all got to change y'all name it is frankly reprehensible that you could walk around with that name and push that narrative and get useful idiot white people to raise their little scrawny fists and start talking about black lives matter when the fact is you know that only the black lives matter the only black lives that matter are the ones that you can get white people, white liberals upset about. Because white liberals aren't upset about black-on-black black black crime. You can't get them motivated. It's, we've already seen it. You can't get black, I mean, white liberals motivated about killing black children in utero. As a matter of fact, they're in favor of it. They want more of it. And that doesn't give you reason to pause. I frankly don't know what does or what should. All right, my name is Willie Lawson, and this is Fight Back 2020. we got to get out of here, maybe for somebody else. Check us out on the website, www.fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. we got to get again, we got to get out of here, maybe for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourselves. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now.